If I've learned anything about Bigfoot over the years is that in the heat of battle, he don't miss. When it comes to the most important times, he don't miss. From portals to stealing people's tractors, Bigfoot's done it all. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true Bigfoot encounter horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're new, be sure to subscribe and hit that like button. Now, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true Bigfoot encounter horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. Today's episode is sponsored by Chilling. Now, if you're not aware, I've been a part of the Chilling app since it launched a year ago, and it's been one heck of a ride. With thousands of stories released and even more content coming in the near future, there's never a dull moment on the Chilling app. Not only does Chilling have exclusive stories you won't find anywhere else, it also has your favorite narrators, like Mr. Creeps, Swamp Dweller, Being Scared, Mr. Creepypasta, and more. On top of that, it includes the Chilling exclusive feature, the Ambient Sound Menu. This sound menu allows you to change the ambience, music, and anything you'd like in the background of the narration without it interrupting the story at all. On Chilling, we give you so much flexibility to listen the way you want. So, what are you waiting for? Come join us over on Chilling. You can start your free trial today, and then it's only $2.99 a month after that. You can find a link to start that trial in the description. Also, this month, Chilling is giving away another PS5 bundle. All you have to do is leave a review on the Google Play or App Store letting us know what you think. Click the link in the description for more details on how to enter Hello, my name is Lindsay. I'm a 19-year-old female living in Pennsylvania with my parents and two of my sisters. We live in a rural area, and there isn't much that goes on out here. I listen to your stories every single morning at work and always wish I had a scary story of my own to share. Well, tonight, I got my own frightening tale. To preface the story a bit, my older sister and I have been hiking once before this experience, so we are not pros by any means. However, we always bring some safety items such as pocket knives, flashlights, and a medical kit. For this story, I will not be using my sister's names for their anonymity. My older sister will be called Mary, and my younger sister will be referred to as Farica. So it was Farica's birthday, and she has never really been hiking. So we figured we would bring her on a little hiking trip to take advantage of the beautiful weather. The area we walked at prior is part of the state game lands. Hikers are permitted on the mountain trails during the off-season of hunting. However, not many folks know about this spot because there are no signs or anything until you walk the mile or so into the woods. By then, you reach a small parking lot of sorts that's usually empty. There are two main trails with the occasional blue dot on a nearby tree. If not for these spray paint dots to mark the path, you might not ever know that this was a trail, because of how little use it really gets. Probably not the best first hiking spot for a couple of newbies like us. I know. It's super close to us and makes for a quiet hike with lots of scenery. So we decided to hike that trail again because we were somewhat familiar with it. We were excited and ready to have a nice relaxing walk through the mountain and hopefully get some cool pictures. 
We started walking from our house to the bottom of the hill, where we would begin our hike. On our way there, we were telling Farika about the trail and how beautiful it was. Mary then expresses concern that there could be animals of all sorts nearby because not many people live in this area. It's usually a site where animals would be, of course. It is woods, after all. Still, I never imagined anything like what I'm about to describe would happen. After walking for about 15 minutes or so, we reached the parking lot. Mary leads the way, with me in the middle and Farika following closely behind. The first few steps onto the trail require walking up a small but steep hill. Mary crested the hill before Farika and me, and as she did, we heard a loud rustling noise to our left. I naturally chalked the noise up to some birds or maybe a squirrel messing around in the trees. But then, Mary suddenly stopped in her tracks, causing Farika and me to pause briefly. Just as I was about to ask her what the problem was, Mary calmly said, Turn around, guys. Farika and I looked at her, confused and not understanding what she meant. I started asking why and she said probably the scariest thing I have ever heard. There is something over there. Run. Now, that sentence was a lot more difficult for Farika and me because we know Mary very well and she doesn't scare easily. So to hear the apparent panic in her voice as she ordered us to run away from something that neither Farika nor I saw was terrifying. Mary and Farika immediately started sprinting back down the small hill as I was still standing in my place. I quickly looked behind me, but I didn't see anything. I did hear something, though. I was still baffled because I had not seen anything and Mary never said what she saw. I ran over to Mary and Farika, who were waiting for me just before the entrance to the parking lot. I think part of the reason I hesitated to run right away was because I thought Mary might have been exaggerating a little. I should have known by the look on her face that she was not messing around. I had a miniature hatchet multi-tool and pocket knife on my belt, and you better believe I had them at the ready. I had no idea what I was expecting, but I knew whatever might run out of the woods behind us would get a face full of stainless steel. When I reached my sister's, I asked Mary where we were running from. She told us to keep moving as she constantly looked back at the trail that we had just come from. She even told us to jog just in case it followed us. We did. After flying a quarter mile, Mary finally told us that Mary finally told us what we were running from. She said she looked in the direction of the noise we had all heard and saw a huge gray figure hunched over about 10 feet off the trail. She described it to be at least the height of Farica around 5'6". It had long, gray, patchy-looking hair and or fur. She said it looked bipedal, but she didn't stick around long enough to take in every detail about the figure. However, she did note that it looked like it was shuffling toward us. I believe that made her get us out of there so fast. She must have feared that we were going to be chased. I have never believed in monsters or cryptid, but Mary said she honestly has no idea what that thing was. We don't have any animals in Pennsylvania that match that description, at least as far as I know. I know that black bears sometimes stand on their hind legs, but they are not gray, and it didn't sound big enough to be a bear. The only other thing it might have been was maybe a human, but why would someone be dressed like that, and why would they hear us distressed and not call out to us and let them know that they were not a threat? Maybe someone was doing drugs and was scared they would be busted. I don't know. I swear I've gone through every scenario. 
I don't know if I believe in Bigfoot or anything like that, but who knows? When we were almost home, Mary told us that she used to go to the bus stop with two of the neighbor kids years ago. She said that they would always walk and they would hear this mysterious animal. Sometimes they would see it walking around the woods near their house, which is very close to the state game lands. They described it the same way and said that it definitely looks like it's some sort of ape creature. At first, she did not believe them because she had never seen such a thing herself. But once, when the neighbor kid's grandmother was with them at the bus stop, Mary asked about this mysterious animal. The grandmother has always been religious and didn't seem to be the type to believe in something like these Bigfoots. But to Mary's surprise, the grandmother said she also had witnessed the mysterious animal lurking around. Moreover, our house is just across the lawn from where our neighbors claim to spot this unknown Bigfoot creature. I'm not sure if these two experiences are related, besides that was many, many years ago. But could the figure Mary encountered in the woods tonight be the mysterious but could the figure Mary encountered in the woods tonight be the mystery animal they saw all those years ago? Maybe it was a human or an animal, who knows for sure. But what I do know is, I don't think I'll ever be hiking on the state game lands anytime soon. When I was 21 years old, I decided to go out with a bunch of friends in the woods. We decided to hang out after dark. Now we all had booze and flashlights. Two of us had guns and I had my knife. The walk was long through the woods to get to a cliff with a beautiful view to see the sunset. And we were going to drink and get high. Nothing too major, just some weed. We got to the spot with no problem. And at the top of this cliff, there was a big rock you could stand behind, and nobody would see you. So we sat on the cliff, our backs to the rock, and the forest behind the rock. We have a friend, let's call him Jeff. He got up and said that he had to take a pee. We told them to be careful, as it was getting dark, and there were cougars and bears in the woods. So I told them to hurry up and be quick, and if anything happened, scream. So, he went behind the rock and we could hear him start to do his business. We were all just sitting there smoking and drinking, when suddenly we heard this loud, almost ear-piercing screech. We all thought it was a mountain lion, so we went to check on Jeff. He was standing there with his pants down around his ankles, this bewildered look on his face, and he had looked white as a ghost. It was almost like he had seen one. We were looking around and we noticed this vast, gaping hole in the forest where we could hear something running away. This hole was easily seven or eight feet tall, and about three or four people across. It was enormous. There was no way a bear or a cougar could have made a hole like that, and the sounds of the thing running away almost sounded like a Bigfoot or something. It was so heavy and forceful. Interestingly enough, in the area where I lived, we have tales of something called the Mogollon Monster, which is like a Bigfoot in a sense. This creature is seven or eight feet tall and very big, and no one has ever gotten a good look or picture of it. We don't know what happened to that night as Jeff refuses to talk about it, and we don't know what he saw. Some of us chased after it. It was running so freaking fast. It was much quicker than us, and we were gunning it. It got away because we didn't know what it was, what happened, or what Jeff saw. 
we can only assume that something else was out there that night, and it scared the bejesus out of us. Hello, my name is Clara. I've been a big fan of the show for quite some time. I live in the upper state of Michigan, and I love to hike and camp along with some hunting. I went out one day with my stepdad to go hunting so we could catch some deer and whatnot. Once we got out to where we were hunting, we packed up the gear we had brought from our house. I smelled something foul, like a pile of garbage or rotting fish mixed with some lousy body odor. We ignored it as we thought it was something dead lying nearby. We made our way through the woods onto a beaten down path that we had found. Once we got quite a ways down it, we stopped and took a couple of minutes to take a break. We heard a massive crack in the background behind some large bushes, like something had broken a big branch. My stepdad instinctively grabbed his sidearm from his holster, which is when whatever it was growled at us and sped off. Whatever it was, it sounded big and very quick. We ignored it and hiked even faster to where we needed to go. Once we got there, we set up camp and started to make lunch. We had a hot dog and a side of salad. As we ate, I began to smell that putrid smell again, almost making me vomit my food. I had to pee, so I went off. With it being near dusk, I grabbed a flashlight and a hunting knife that I had brought with me. I squatted down as I was about to take a pee until I saw something move in the distance. I shined my flashlight at whatever was moving. I could see orange or red glowing eyes shining as I became frightened. I pulled my pants back up and ran back to the camp. I told my dad what had happened and he went to check it out. After a couple of minutes, I heard a scream in the direction my dad had walked off. He ran back panicking. He had blood oozing down his knee. I asked him what had happened, but he stayed in silent mode. He packed our stuff as fast as possible and walked quickly back to the truck. Once we got halfway there, we heard a loud call from something that I had never heard before. At that moment, we started running as fast as we could, nearly tripping over roots and rocks, until after a couple of minutes or so, we finally made it back to our truck, packed everything in the back, and sped out of there like a bat out of hell. We came home and went to sleep, but before that, I saw his knee, and it looked like a big rock had hit it. We take our two dogs outside to their kennels so they can get out of the house for a while and run and play. These are not small dogs. One is a black lab husky mix, and the other is a full-blooded Staffordshire Terrier, or a pit bull. The kennels are placed at the edge of the yard near the woods. These woods are oversized, large enough to take a day to go hiking through them. Lately, when it gets dark, the dogs seem on edge. They will bark and whine toward the house to come in. At first, I thought they just wanted to get back into the house, but now I think they're actually scared. Three nights ago, when I went to get them, it was already pretty dark, but we have a security light, so it's not like it's pitch black or anything. I got to the front of the first kennel and noticed both dogs were absolutely silent. They constantly bark at me excitedly when I go to them, but they are dead silent this time. This weirded me out a little, 
but not to the point of being scared. I will admit that there was a certain uneasiness in the air though, something I can't quite explain, but it's sort of like an electric feeling, like I was about to be shocked. The longer I was there, the more uneasy I felt. I started getting out the first dog, the lab, and heard a heavy snap in the woods near the kennels. I froze. The dogs froze. By this time, I was so on edge that if someone had spoken, I would have jumped, screamed, and possibly ran for my entire life. The creepy feeling in the air just kept getting thicker. The lab had put her bushy tail stuffed underneath her and was whining. This didn't make me feel any better. The pit bull was as far away from the woods as she could be, whimpering for me to come get her. I can only take one dog in at a time because they get too excited and sometimes try to fight, so I avoid that at all cost. I felt so bad leaving the pity there by herself, but I had to do it. As I walked away, she barked this high-pitched whining type of bark at me that I had never heard her do before. The lab could not get to the house quick enough. I went back for the other one and dreaded every step as her door was to the base of the woods. I would have to turn my back to the woods to open her door and get her out. As I approached the kennel, the air felt heavy and stale, with an unpleasant smell like a dead skunk. Another snap and I was ready to run for it, but I didn't want to leave my dog, who had her head defensively facing the woods. I could barely make it. It felt like trying to walk through water. I was terrified by the time I reached the door. I heard heavy breathing behind me as I got my dog out. She was scared, but started growling behind me. I was frozen in place. The breathing continued for at least a minute before I heard steps coming toward us. We both took off at the same time. A terrifying scream came from the base of the woods. I didn't dare look back. I just ran. My pity pulled me back to the house. I got in, flipped off all the lights, and stared out the window at the woods. I could see something moving slightly, but just out of my sight. It moved back and forth about five times, then disappeared. It took me forever to fall asleep because I was so scared that every little noise freaked me the heck out. The next night, I went to get the dogs earlier. Right around dusk, I thought all was good until I was getting my pity out. A very loud snapping sound rang out as a tree branch had just been snapped in half. It sounded far away, so I hurriedly got my dog and started walking toward the house. A few steps from the kennel, I heard something big that started charging toward me from inside the woods. We ran again, which appeared to follow for so long, then retreat. Now, every night since then, I hear sounds coming out of the woods like branches breaking and being thrown around, knocking on trees and roaring. I am terrified. I no longer take my dogs down there. I take them for walks instead during the day and make sure we are all in before dusk. I don't know what to do. I'm thinking about buying a gun, but I'm not sure it will help. This story takes place during my first year being on the force. I was 19 years old at the time and I was stationed at another community called Waswanipi. Waswanipi is in a swampy area and it was a summer night. We got a call from a bar roughly about 30 minutes away from us. The bar is on the side of a road in a not so great area of this town. To keep the lives of the people who live in this small town normal, I won't name it. So it was my partner and I who responded to the call and drove for about 15 to 20 minutes. I was the one driving the car and had headlights on, the high beams. 
as we were going, we spotted something lying in the middle of the road. And this thing was big. At first, I thought it was a moose. It's not uncommon for moose to lay on the road because of the heat and mosquitoes. They tend to lay on the road and try to cool off. I started braking the car so hard that the tires screeched and whatever was lying there got up quickly. This thing was towering over the car. We are usually equipped with Tahoes and Suburbans. These are big SUVs, and I'm not sure if these... And I'm not sure if it was because of our lights. Still, it looked like this thing had red eyes looking down at us. I've never felt so scared when I saw its eyes, but the thing roared at us and ran away, which was far too fast to be any normal creature. My partner was paralyzed with fear when I was telling him to call backup, so I had to call it in myself. And I remember trying to explain to dispatch what we encountered without sounding crazy. Still, after about 15 minutes or so, our backup finally arrived. We checked out where the thing ran to, and honestly, even with the backup, I didn't feel safe at all because this thing was huge. We had Glocks, and pistols don't do shit to these things. Now you can imagine how I felt with this gun, knowing that this guy couldn't bring down a bear on its own, and this thing was much more significant than a bear and a moose. We walked a couple of meters away to investigate what we encountered. After a few meters, we saw this thing knocking down trees. We decided to walk back to our cars. You could tell every single one of us was shaken up. I swear walking back to the cars, I heard knocking on the trees. After returning to the cars, I thought to myself, if we had continued following the trail this thing was leaving behind, what would have happened to us if we re-encountered it? A few days later, people reported seeing it from Waswanipi to Sanitaire. In conclusion, I firmly believe I saw a Bigfoot that night. Quick side story. When I was younger, I stayed with my grandparents, and my grandfather had a friend who came over to visit us. He told me a folktale or a myth, whatever you would like to call it. He said that Bigfoots were common before the colonial days and would attack native camps and take children. But apparently, every native tribe would come together and have war with the Bigfoots, and they kept it a secret when the colonizers came. That's why there are fewer sightings. I'm not sure if he was telling me the truth or lying to scare me, but it kind of makes sense. Well, the occasional sightings part. That's just me. I was 27 years old and working at a Boy Scout camp far up in the woods of northernly Northern California. Where I worked had a large population of black bears, which for the most part were relatively harmless and easy enough to scare away with a shot from a rifle. However, we had many Boy Scouts at this camp weekly, sometimes as many as 500 heads, and with a lot of vastly spread out campsites, there are going to be a few campers who sleep with candy bears in their pocket and make themselves a prepackaged dinner snack for a bear. I tell you this because black bears love Reese's peanut butter cups. As part of the staff often, I was scheduled for bear watch and strolled the entirety of the camp with a rifle, going from site to site making my presence known to ensure that bears would not come anywhere nearby. On one of these routine nights, everything was more still and quiet than usual and I remember finding it rather odd and unsettling. I had just checked in on the camp the furthest away from all the other campsites. 
It was a good half mile away from the base proper. As I'm strolling along the trail and the runs beside the lake, I stopped to take a number one and light a joint that I had stashed away for such an occasion of being out by the lake at two in the morning. As human beings, we have natural gut feelings we must always adhere to for survival. There was a gut feeling I had something was amiss. Not only was it unusually still and quiet, but I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched and was certainly not alone. I nervously took a few puffs from my J and then put it out, now more aware of the unnerving sense in the air. I have been face to face with a bear before. Even a mountain lion has stalked me. I've slept a little too close to the den of a coyote before as well. But this, this was different. I didn't sense that I was in the presence of anything like that. The smell was absolutely overwhelming. It did not smell like any bear I've ever experienced. It was almost sour, but still musky. I'll never forget the smell, but I can never find the words to describe it adequately. As I reached for my flashlight before considering readying my rifle, a massive boom hit the ground. Falling from the trees above and nearly knocking me on my ass from the sheer force of it, I reached for my flashlight and had fallen to the ground. I reached for my flashlight that had fallen to the ground as I heard something significant, something massive, running away from me into the tree line up into the hill above. Immediately, I considered it probably the biggest bear I had ever come across, and black bears can be spooked rather easily, so I considered myself lucky. But as I lay there, hyperventilating, shaking, and quaking in my boots, I started to feel the sound of the beast running away. It didn't sound like the stride of a black bear in flight. It sounded bipedal. It sounded human. I braced, stood up, and readied my rifle, released the safety, and shot upward toward the lake. It woke up many campers and scout leaders alike. I stood alone for 10 minutes before the camp leader and some other staff came to me. During that time, I had my flashlight out and was inspecting the scene. Whatever it was that had dropped from the branches above fell from possibly 20 feet, and in its wake of running away, had torn off limbs into the hill. Some of these limbs stood more than 13 feet off the ground, and some smaller trees were bent almost down into the ground. I have never seen a bear do that, that's for sure. Everyone was stumped when some of the staff and some concerned campers arrived. Most campers, to comfort themselves, insisted it was just a bear. I do know this though, no bear running on all fours stands 13 feet tall, and no bear can run on two feet for 12 yards uphill on two legs. They just don't do that. We were all thinking about it, so I'll say it. I think I encountered a Sasquatch that night. If not, I don't know what the heck that thing was, but I'm glad it was running away from me and not at me, because whatever that thing was, beast or man, it was gargantuan and I would not have stood a chance if it had decided to confront me. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true Bigfoot encounter horror stories. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it, and that's incredibly helpful to the swamp to grow its ever-expanding waters. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net. I'm always looking for more Bigfoot encounters to share, or just scary stories in general. 
If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or Spotify, be sure to give this episode a five-star rating over there if you enjoyed it. It helps us grow on those platforms, and it's very much appreciated. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. Let's start a conversation in the comments. I'd love to know what your favorite story was tonight. What do you think these Bigfoot creatures are? Where do you think they come from? And why do you think they're so good at hiding? I'd love to know in the comments. Don't forget to check out Chilling, and much love to them for sponsoring this video, and I'll see you guys soon with another creepy episode.